It's so great to have you here for another episode of Need to Know Nutrition. And boy, do I have a little treat for you today. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show Erin Pasanki, holistic nutritionist with a particular passion for helping women overcome stress and anxiety. Erin is an advocate and specialist in supporting gut healing and also being a gorgeous sparkle of joy for the entire human race. I was lucky enough to study with Erin at Endeavour College in Melbourne and recall the fun, oh, and the serious studying we did together. Today, Erin shares with us her personal journey to nutrition, why she decided to specialize in stress and anxiety management, as well as a few nutritional and lifestyle tips, aka health gold, to help reduce your daily stress and anxiety. It was such a pleasure to interview this lovely lady, and I really hope you enjoy your time with Erin on Need to Know Nutrition. Welcome to the show, Erin. It is so lovely to have you here today. Thank you for being with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm such a big fan of your podcast, so I'm just, it's an honor. Oh, you're gorgeous. Well, we're going to kick it off with what uh, is arguably the five most important questions, I feel, so everybody can get to know you uh, really well. So let's do it, Erin. What would you sing at karaoke night? This is such a fun question. I'm tone deaf. And I'm really, really bad at remembering the lyrics to any song. But if I had to choose, it would probably be something from the Spice Girls. Probably something really fun and lighthearted, like Wannabe or Spice Up Your Life, because then everybody else would sing along with me. Oh, I love it. Big fan of the Spice Girls over here. Mm-hmm. You've won me over already. Um, <laughs> great. If you could eat only one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? All right, this is probably the hardest question that you're going to ask me today because I love so many foods and I thought about this one for a really long time because choosing one is like my worst nightmare, (laughs) but anything Mexican, I think I'd be pretty happy with. Oh, good one. And how would your best friends describe you in only three words? Well, I cheated on this one a little bit and actually asked a few of my girlfriends. Oh, nice one. Um, I don't think I'm supposed to do that, but (laughs) I was really curious and it actually made it a little bit harder because each one gave me completely different answers. So I've tried to combine them. Basically, it revolves around really caring, which suits being a nutritionist. Absolutely. Um, Being really level-headed or mindful but also being really bad under pressure. (laughs) What about recording a podcast, Erin? Is this under pressure? This is a little bit under pressure. I'm a little bit nervous. You are my first podcast, but we'll get through it. Absolutely. You are nailing it already. You've got nothing to be nervous about. And it sounds like you're a gorgeous friend. Thank you to your beautiful friends. (laughs) Now, number four, what was your favorite subject at high school? All right, so you'll kind of get a bit of an insight into my personality with the answers to these questions because I couldn't choose just one of these either. I've chosen two. Brilliant. Oh, I love it. (laughs) So I'm bending the rules a little bit on every one of them. So psychology and outdoor ed, which are totally different subjects. But psychology is just so cool to learn about how the brain works. We learned about like how you learn and how you memorize things, which really helps when you're in high school. Yes. And then outdoor ed is just fun. So going on adventures and doing sports and surfing and all of that fun stuff. Ah, oh, perfect. I love it. Now, what is the most unusual thing you've ever eaten? I was very curious about this one. 
All right. So I'm not really someone who eats unusual things. I'm just, this was a really hard one as well. Um, I'm also someone who has like unusual food experiences, if that makes sense. I'm intrigued. Yeah. This one stumped me a little bit because I was thinking I don't really eat weird things. Even when I've traveled, I haven't really eaten anything strange. But in Berlin, in Germany, when Trona and I were there, we went to a dinner in the dark experience. Have you ever heard of that? No. What's this? So it's basically where you go into a room. It is pitch black. You're led into the room with your hands on the shoulders of the people in front of you. And this is kind of like a conga line. Your waiters have uh, infrared goggles on so that they can see you, but you can't see anything. What? This yep, is great. Yeah, you'll sit down at a table where you don't know what the room looks like. You don't know what the table settings are. You have no idea what you're about to eat. And to make it even more difficult, it was actually in German. So we didn't know what they were saying or introducing either. So we had some strange things come out, like a truffle mousse that came out in a champagne glass with a straw. Yeah, it was a very, very odd experience, but that was probably my strangest one. Oh my gosh, I love it. So you don't really know what you're actually eating? No, not at all. And at one point we also had an opera singer start singing somewhere in the room and it was a complete shock to us because we didn't understand the intro that they were giving. Oh my gosh. Well, this sounds, (laughs) uh, I think you've just absolutely nailed those five questions, Erin. Thank you so much. Well, now that we know the most important things about you, it'd be so great to hear all about Erin's journey to clinical nutritionist. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey? I can. So this is kind of a long journey because it wasn't as it wasn't a journey where I came from high school knowing that I wanted to work in nutrition. I actually came from high school not knowing what I wanted to do at all and enrolled in a TAFE course. Um, I studied event management, just a diploma and some tourism management as well, thinking that sounded like a bit of fun. Um, And then by the end of that course, I realized that I didn't actually enjoy that either. And I was really glad that I hadn't spent a whole lot of money on a university degree at that point in my life. I moved overseas. And while I was in London, I put on about 10 kilos, which I don't know if you've ever heard of this. It's called the Heathrow injection. (laughs) No, I have not. (laughs) Basically, it's really common for people to move over to London. You go through Heathrow Airport and over your time in London, eating at London pubs and eating takeaway food and drinking a lot, you put on a lot of weight. So it's really, really common. And it happened to me. And I got to the end of my two-year stint in London. We were about to go on a three-month European holiday. And I just really wanted to feel good in bathers, basically. So I spent some time like starting to learn about what to eat, how to exercise. I was still doing everything wrong. But... (laughs) I was getting there and I was, you know, researching a lot into it all, Um, started getting on social media and following recipes and reading blogs and reading ebooks and all of that fun stuff, lost a little bit of weight, felt really good and started to kind of pique my interest in the whole health and nutrition world. And at that point, I realized that, all right, I need a bit of a career change for when I get home, coming home, starting fresh. And I was looking into university degrees. I was tossing up between two different science degrees. 
one being nutritional medicine, which is where we met. Yes. <laughs> and the other one was a veterinary science degree. Oh, wow. Erin, totally different. Totally different, which wow. again, I think that's my personality coming out where it's yes. like complete opposites, yes. but I was interested in both of them. Um, in the end, I kind of realized I wanted to work in a zoo and like, you know, work with animals, but I also didn't think I'd be cut out for the hard side of that yep. and the really, you know, sad side of dealing with animals. So I ended up studying nutrition. Great. Oh, well yeah. done. That is, well, what a journey, Erin. That sounds great. Now, yes. So did you know what you wanted to do in terms of nutrition and your career once you finished uni? Absolutely not. <laughs> I think this is one of those situations where I went into it knowing I loved the industry and I was really intrigued by it. At the beginning, I actually didn't want to work one-on-one -on -one with clients at all. I thought that that was just not where I wanted to be. But by the time I got to the end of my degree and actually um, worked with clients in the student clinic, I thought, oh yeah, this could be something I could get into. Since then, it's actually changed again, and I really want to work in that digital space right. and create online programs, create ebooks, hopefully, eventually, a cookbook. So, a lot of that kind of creative side of it. Yes, I love it. That sounds really great. And I think too, um, it sounds it seems so normal, doesn't it? After finishing a degree, and especially one that's as intense as ours, is not really knowing what the future looks like when you do sort of finish and where you'll Definitely. end up. And really with the, the nutritional medicine degree, it really is up to you what you want to do with it. And I think that is something that's so, so important and so unique about it is that if you want to go work in a clinic for five days a week, that's an opportunity for you. But if you want to create digital products, that's an opportunity. We've got people that we went to school with that are working for different brands, supplement companies. Like it really is quite a wide range of career choices. Yes, absolutely. I could not have said that better myself. It's very diverse, <laughs> isn't it? Um, so I understand that you like to work or you sort of specialize in that anxiety and stress space amongst many other things, of course. Um, and mm -hmm. what, so what made you decide or to focus on this area? So my interest in this area really peaked, I think, from a lot of personal experience with stress and anxiety. Um, it all kind of came about, which funnily enough, when I started studying, I was in a really stressful job working full time, but I was studying part time. So I would, on my way to and from work on the train, I would do my study. On my lunch breaks, I would do my homework. I would do evening classes, weekend classes. And I just had a lot on my plate as well as dealing with a really stressful role for work. So I went through quite a lot of stressful periods of time where I just was quite overwhelmed and didn't really know how to deal with that. Even though I was studying health and nutrition, there was still so much conflicting info out there about kind of what to focus on, like where even to begin and a lot of trial and error to kind of figure it out for myself. So I think throughout that whole process, I've just realized that that's something I want to help other women with yes. is make it easier for them to get from really stressed and overwhelmed and anxious to feeling a bit more calm and in control of their life. Do you feel a little bit more calm and in control of your life sort of now as with all the experience that you've had? Definitely. I think that... Now I kind of understand how to eat, how to go about my day, how to not take on too much, 
how to breathe a little bit better. I mean, doing a podcast like this does make my anxiety spark up a little bit, (laughs) but I also know how to deal with that and not to let it overwhelm me and, you know, take over my life for the day. Yeah, absolutely. And we were just talking before about breathing and calming tea and magnesium, all those beautiful things that you can do to sort of help induce that relaxation. Exactly. I'll be going straight from this to do a yoga session. So (laughs) just calm those nerves afterwards. I love it. I absolutely love it. So now, Erin, would you be able to tell, tell me and some of our listeners, what are some of the common complaints or concerns that your clients may present with? Definitely. It does vary quite a lot. Um, but I do really love obviously to work with women who are feeling quite stressed and anxious and overwhelmed. So any kind of, um, mental health issues is something that I'm really passionate about. Even depression, there's so much that you can do nutritionally and lifestyle wise for any of those conditions. Um, gut health is a big, big one. I'm sure you're the same. You would see that one day in, day out. Oh, Absolutely. There's not a lot of people who really have their gut health under control or even understand what gut health is. Yes, so that's, that's right. Mm-hmm. And then it's quite interesting, gut health and um, skin and anxiety, all these things that all work together. So skin is definitely another big one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's it's a quite a rewarding part of the process, isn't it? Sort of being able to connect all of those uh, really common concerns or or symptoms that clients present with and how they sort of all connect. Definitely. Like helping someone understand that, okay, so maybe they're turning up to your clinic and they've got acne and eczema, but they've also got low energy. They're not sleeping well. Their gut's not quite right. They're anxious. All these things are all affecting each other. And you know, you have to think of it quite holistically. So although I like to specialize in these few areas, I do see clients with so, such a big range of issues. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, so what are some of the things that we can do in everyday life that can sort of exacerbate our stress and anxiety? Mm-hmm. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot that we're <laughs> How much doing time wrong. have we got? Yeah. <laughs> How much time have we got? I've, I've kind of narrowed it down to just a couple of really quick wins, I think. The first one has to do with phone use. And this is something that we all need to kind of consider our own phone use and how it's affecting our stress, our anxiety, and just our social situations as well. So I actually recommend that if you've got Netflix, watch The Social Dilemma. Have you seen that documentary yet? No, I haven't, but I'll be, I will be watching it now after your recommendation, The Social Dilemma. Highly recommend. Trent and I watched it together and it just started that conversation about um, what do you do first thing in the morning? Do you wake up, turn your alarm off and start scrolling social media? Because that really affects your mental health for the rest of the day and all your decision making. Yes. Um, And then at nighttime as well, you know, if you start the day with your phone and you end the day with your phone, you've got your phone with you during meal times. And yeah, I think that's just a really big area that we need to focus on. Yeah, absolutely. And it's great. I think um, maybe a lot of us do it without thinking as well. So like you said, if it bringing your attention back to, yeah, I guess being aware or being conscious that yes, you do start your day and end your day with your phone. You know, those sorts of little things can really Definitely. help. Definitely, Yeah. And then when it comes to nutritionally, so I picked one lifestyle and one nutrition because there's so many so things big. that you could really focus on. I love it. But your coffee intake. And I live in Melbourne, so I totally understand coffee is a really big culture here. And 
when I mention to clients that they should maybe reduce it a little bit or or even, you know, completely cut it out, I do get a few death stares, but it is something that really does affect your anxiety levels, your stress levels massively. If you've got anxiety, I recommend just cutting it out for a few weeks and seeing how you feel because sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah. And have you done that, Erin? What's that, sorry? Have you um, cut your coffee intake or or, or cut coffee out completely before? I've done it multiple times. So whenever I feel like I'm going through a particularly stressful time, I've got a lot on with work or um, I'm just feeling a little bit more anxious, I'll completely cut it out for a couple of weeks, get myself back to normal and only reintroduce it when I'm feeling like I'm okay. It is quite a slippery slope of you have one cup a day and then all of a sudden you you're having that second cup and then all of a sudden you're having two double shot coffees a day and you're wondering why you're so stressed and anxious. Yeah, good one. Oh, they're great. They are great, uh, great tips and great, great things for our listeners to perhaps bring their awareness back to. Exactly. Anyone can implement those. Yeah, that's right. So now I understand that you're living in Melbourne, so you've been in lockdown. How's 2020 been for you both personally and professionally? All right. Well, this is a big question, isn't it? Because so much has changed this year. For myself, I am quite lucky that I haven't been affected too negatively personally. So I don't have anyone around me that's sick or anyone who's going through a particular hard time. So that has been really good. Um, I've been lucky that I've had a home renovation project to work on, which has kept me very busy and I'm not bored of being at home yet. Nice. Yes. So that's been really nice and my partner usually works away from home and he is actually home at the moment. So I'm a bit lucky in that sense. Work-wise, it's been a little bit different because I have gone from working face-to-face with clients and moving my whole business online. So that was a bit of a challenge, but I also think it was something that I'm, I'm glad that it happened. Great. Yeah, Yeah, great. So Erin, Just finally, what are your top three favorite nutritional tips that you'd like to share with all of our listeners today? Oh, top three. Again, there's so many. And this this (laughs) question is funny because the top things that you tell each client when they come in to see you in clinic is totally different depending on the person and depending where they are. But I think a couple of things that most people need to work on is water is drinking more water. And this sounds like such a basic tip, but there's not many people that I see in clinic that are getting it right. Yes. So drink more water. Absolutely. And I totally agree. It's such a simple one, but making those small changes, it it makes such a big difference, doesn't it? And water is such a great does. Yeah. You need water for absolutely every process in the body. So (laughs) just drink more water and you'll be taking a step in the right direction. My next one is kind of a concept to do with food where you crowd in with real food so more real whole food that means there's less room for the junk so rather than focusing on things that you're removing from your diet focusing on the things that you can eat and the healthy food that you enjoy so that that way naturally you'll eat less of the junk and then my last one is about supplements and it's not about a particular supplement but it's about working with someone like a naturopath or a nutritionist or someone who can get you really good quality supplements and finding out first of all what you need so that you're not taking things that you've just been advertised to and you know you self-prescribe getting the right doses 
and making sure that the supplements you're taking aren't interacting with each other or with medications because that's something I see a lot of in clinic. Yes, absolutely. I feel like you've just opened Pandora's box with that last one. I almost feel like you could do an entire (laughs) podcast just on supplementation. We could do a whole episode on that because that is such a big one. And again, a lot of people that I chat to are wasting a lot of money on supplements because they're either taking really low quality ones, they're not taking the right doses, so it's not really doing anything. They're taking way too many. So, so many different ones all together and they're all just conflicting with each other. And sometimes you just don't need them. Yeah, it's so true. I, Erin, oh, I might almost hit you up for another one. Maybe we'll do a supplement <laughs> I'd one love as well. to come back for that. Erin, it has been so lovely to have you here today. Thank you for giving up your afternoon. Uh, it's been so delightful. And thank you for all of those beautiful tips. I know a lot of our listeners will be taking those on board. Now, I understand also that you have something very special for our listeners today. I do. I'd love to offer my free guide, which is five ways to reduce stress and anxiety naturally. So I'll give you a link that you can share with your listeners for that. Oh, that's so great. Erin, thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Thanks for joining me today and learning all the things you need to know about nutrition and your body. If you want to learn more about today's topic or have a question you'd like answered, please jump onto my website, thetravellingnutritionistaustralia.com and find the podcast tab. All the references are also available should you wish to dive a little deeper. Remember, it's not the things that you eat and do occasionally that matter. It's the things that you eat and do every day that really count. Until next time, always choose the good stuff because you and your health are worth it. Mm